All right, let's talk about this party I went to in Brooklyn last Sunday. There's a lot of things I realized during this experience, and I want to share my perspective with anyone who is open to listening. So first and foremost, I spent the last four or five months at home in New Jersey. I'm with my family, but I have not been very social. I've gone to a cafe, I've gone to the grocery store, but I haven't spent a lot of time immersing myself around other human beings. I say that to say this, going into New York City was extremely, pleasantly overwhelming. (laughs) So I took a train from New Jersey And this train arrives at Penn Station, basically in the heart of Manhattan. And there's always this iconic moment when you're stepping out of Penn Station onto Times Square. And the buzz, the energy is exhilarating. I felt so alive in this moment. I had a smile stuck on my face. And I could feel the people around me responding to my energy. And I really missed this deeply. I also noticed that I felt more secure in myself than I did compared to the last time I was in New York, which was probably two years ago. And as my internal relationship matures, my relationship with the external becomes much healthier. Rather than seeking acceptance and certain energies from the external energies, when I'm more secure in myself, I can allow these external energies to come and flow. There's a huge difference here in allowing versus grabbing. Now let's get into the party. This party was taking place on a rooftop in Brooklyn. When I arrived on this rooftop, I nearly cried. The people, the sound, the view, It's the vibe. There's no other way to put it. The vibe was so full of love, and boy, did I miss it. Now, early on in the party, there wasn't a lot of people there. There was a lot of space. There was a few people on the dance floor really getting down and moving. I was excited about that. I jumped right into the sound. I haven't been around a sound system in such a long time and I've spent the last eight months diving deeper and deeper into music. So it was really a treat just to be around a sound system. So I'm taking this in and then I start seeing some friends that I know over there, some more friends over there, big hugs. This is just... Ah, man, so full of life and gratitude uh, to have this experience. 
Then my best friend Fish shows up. And Fish is the whole reason I was at this party. Fish lives in Miami. He called me last week and said he was going to be in New York. He was going to this party. And there's a good chance he could get me on the guest list if I wanted to go. So I said, yes, let's do it. Turns out that he couldn't get me on the guest list. He bought me a ticket and then proposed that maybe we would split the price. Fish is an all-star friend. I absolutely love this guy. There's a reason he's one of the most important people in my life. So I split the ticket with him. And just seeing Fish and hugging this man, oh my god. That really meant the world to me. I love you, Fish. Thank you for being you. But anyway, let's get back to this party, all right? As more people started to show up, the space on the dance floor got a little bit tighter. And it was never cramped up, but it got tight. And I had a deep realization about music, parties, and full engagement. Okay, so a lot of this realization was taking place before I took a drop of acid. And then after the acid was doing what it does, I was having even deeper realizations. So I want to preface by saying what I'm about to dive into is strictly my perspective. I'm not saying this is a matter of fact or this is the way it is or people that do that are wrong. I'm just sharing how I feel in this now moment. What I want to talk about is passive listening and the effect of a sound system. And I'm going to use the example of watching basketball with my family here at home. All right, so every night, my dad, my stepbrother, and myself watch basketball in our living room. And my stepbrother loves basketball, okay? When he watches basketball, he is fully engaged. He's not on his cell phone. He's not distracted by other people in the room. He is watching the game and taking it in fully. I, on the other hand, really like basketball. But a big reason I'm in the living room hanging out is to be closer to my dad and to my stepbrother. This is actually the only moment where we're all together in the same room for more than 45 minutes. So the basketball isn't fully engaging to me. And as a result, oftentimes I'll bring my laptop down and I'll work on the website or I'll be on my cell phone talking to different people, researching new music releases, you name it. The point is, I'm not fully engaged in the game. The game is background for me. Let's go back to the party. I personally am there to fully engage in the music and get lost in it. It felt to me like anywhere from 80 to 
90% of the people at this party really like the music, but they weren't there to specifically engage deeply in the music. So we're on a rooftop, it's very social, and for a lot of people, it seems like the music is background music. They like it, they're moving their hips a little bit, but they're having conversations, they're going and getting beers, and that's fine, I think that's beautiful, but I don't want to pay $80 for a sound experience and be in an environment with mostly passive listeners. Okay, let's get back to the basketball analogy. Sometimes it's just my dad and I watching basketball, and there's moments where he picks up his cell phone and he's lost in his phone for 10 or 20 minutes straight. And to be clear, I do the same thing sometimes. The reason I'm bringing this up is that in those moments, when we were both watching the game, then all of a sudden one person goes to their cell phone, it actually distracts me. And I feel a little more likely to reach into my phone. Maybe it's monkey see, monkey do. I'm not sure what it is, but I've paid attention to this behavior. So if I'm watching a very detailed movie with somebody and they're texting on their cell phone, I'm going to ask them to get the fuck out of the room. This is a focus room on the movie. Okay, so the point in all of this is that if I'm watching the game with my dad and we're both tuned in, we don't have to talk to each other to share the experience of the basketball game. When we're both tuned in and fully engaged, this is when something special happens. And I like to refer to it as a collective consciousness. We're both completely tuned in with intention to take this game in. And when you're in that zone and a big slam dunk happens, You look at each other and you share the moment, but you get right back to the game. A different example is when I'm watching the game with my stepbrother. He is fully engaged in the game and I'm fucking around on my cell phone, kind of half watching the game. Now, when a big slam dunk happens, it's enough energy to fully engage me. It takes me away from my cell phone, and it puts me in the game. Now, all of a sudden, I'm on the same level as my stepbrother who's tuned into the game. However, a minute, two minutes, three minutes later, I'm not fully engaged because it's not slam dunk, slam dunk, slam dunk. It's kind of boring basketball, and I'm back on my phone. So this happens at the parties everybody's hanging out and talking and every once in a while a really intense song or a build and a heavy drop happens. This is the equivalent of the slam dunk. Now, everyone at the party is tuned into the music and dancing because the drop was that powerful. However, in two minutes, three minutes, four minutes, 
the majority of people come out of that focus on the music and are back to talking to each other. So check it out. My stepbrother is so into basketball that he's able to identify little details in the way a team plays defense. And that really intrigues him. Whereas I'm not paying attention to the details, I don't get excited by that defense. All I get excited by is a big slam dunk. And I'm starting to realize it's the same shit with the music. I'm very focused on music in my life. I don't expect other people to be that tuned in. However, when I go to a party and I'm trying to tune into music and everyone else just kind of cares about the big drop, this is taking away from my musical experience. Okay, I think my stepbrother would have a more enriched basketball viewing experience if he watched that game with four other people who were fully engaged in the game and not fucking around on their cell phones. This brings me to the next point, which is judging the sound system. When I first arrived at the party, I was so thrilled just to hear bass coming out of speakers that I didn't really think anything of it. I said, this is good enough for me. But as more people started showing up to the party, there was moments where I felt like the sound system wasn't exactly winning the battle against chatter. So let's go back to the basketball analogy, okay? If I'm watching this basketball game in a movie theater and I'm in the front row the energy, the stimulation is so captivating that it's easier for me to be fully engaged in the game. I'm not going to be on my cell phone. I am fully focused because this is big and overwhelming and right in my face. Now, if we were watching that same basketball game on an iPhone, I'm more likely to lose interest. But my stepbrother could watch that game on an iPhone and be fully engaged. The point I'm trying to make here is that the sound system was good enough for me to get in my zone with the sound, but I did not feel that it was good enough to overwhelm the casual listeners into full engagement. So when you go into a club that has a proper banging sound system, bye-bye conversations. You don't have a choice but to tune into the music, but to become one with the music. And I'm realizing now that's generally the experience I want when I'm paying money to go to a music show. Okay? So... If you like music and you're coming to this event to be social and to enjoy the energy of other people, wow, incredible party, doesn't get much better, lovely people, lovely views, lovely music, but for me, 
I want to tune into the music and I want to share that collective consciousness with people. And I felt moments throughout the night where everybody was tuned in, but it never lasted more than five or six minutes in a row. Maybe I'm asking for too much, but I kind of want that flow for the majority of the party. And that's what I want from a dance floor. I want people who have the same intention coming together and tapping into that collective consciousness. So at midnight or something like that, the party went from the rooftop to downstairs. And actually, there's something I wanted to bring up before then. There was a moment where I stepped away from the dance floor and started to look at the view of Manhattan while the sun was setting. And I practiced taking away my focus of my vision and just going really wide view and letting everything come to me. And I was surrendering into my acid trip. And what I realized was a theme that the universe has been trying to teach me for the last, I don't know, four or five years. And that's more or less that less is more. Uh, what I mean by that is our focus and our attention. So when I stepped away from the dance floor and all the people and all the energy and I just stared at the skyline, oh my God, I could feel the energy just completely filling my system. I was being overtaken. I was surrendering to the acid trip and feeling more intense energy than I had at the rest of the party. And essentially what I'm trying to communicate here is that a singular focus is the way to live your life. That's, that's what I believe. So as I'm staring into the skyline, the music is actually kind of distracting me from this moment. And then some guy comes over and asks me what I do for a living, and that's distracting me. And rather than get upset at these people, I recognize with myself that maybe I shouldn't go to a commercial party, take acid, and then get frustrated by distractions. So I was really able to accept it in that moment, but I felt deep down that would what would have best served me this evening would have been to take that acid and sit on that rooftop by myself and meditate, surrender, whatever into that Manhattan skyline for hours because there was a whole universe to take in. The sun was setting. I'm talking deep, dark purple colors. It was a magnificent sunset. Now the headlights from the cars are coming heavier and there's a fucking train over there, a train over there. All the meanwhile, there's a plane coming through the cloudy sky. The lighting was ridiculous. So that was really cool. And yeah, it, it helped me to realize that I spend so much of my life doing a hundred things at once when the true path is to be able to hold your focus on one thing and to go deeper into that one thing. 
And a quick side note, this is why I'm becoming more vocal about my distaste for social media and cell phone use. You have your own experience. I can only speak to mine, but I am absolutely certain that the cell phone and social media, at least the way that I'm using it, is hindering my ability to focus singularly on one thing. And as a result, I'm doing all these things at once, which ultimately means I'm not really doing anything. So, I'm tripping balls now. It's 12 o'clock and they're moving the party downstairs. And I gotta tell you, I enjoyed the downstairs party more than the rooftop. And the main reason is that I felt there was more space downstairs. And downstairs, they had couches set up around this big room. So the dance floor was now for fucking dancers and music people. And if you wanted to chat and hear the music, but have a social experience, there was couches to do that. This is necessary. Note to self when planning parties in the future, it is necessary to have space for people to tune out of the music and do their chatting, hang out, sit down, relax, and then come back to the music and really just protect the vibration and the energy of the dance floor. So by giving people a space to go with unfocused energy on the music, you are protecting the dance floor. Which brings up another point that I forgot about, and I need to talk about this. At some point during Gorge Hewick's set, uh, the team of fire jugglers came out onto the dance floor and started to set up their performance. Let me preface by saying I love jugglers. I love flow performers. I think that shit is incredible. And I would love to see it at parties. However, when you break the flow of the dance floor to set up this show, this is a fucking huge red flag to me personally. Because when Gorge Hewick starts his set, I'm signing up for hopefully two hours of losing my mind, flow, sonic, movement, all of that good stuff. And when a bunch of people come and say, hey, back the fuck up, we're setting up a show here, all of a sudden the whole dance floor stops. And what happens is for 15 minutes, everyone at the party is standing still the majority of them are holding a cell phone in the sky and they're recording this flame performance. I fucking hated it. I couldn't even see the flame performance either, but it was disrupting the flow of dancing. And in my honest opinion, from my experience, it was taking away from Gorge Hewick's set. And I'm sure DJs have different perspectives about that. I'm just sharing what happened for me. The alternative, what I would like, is if you set up the flamethrowers, but on the outskirts of the dance floor. 
So people can go over there. It's still something for people to bond over and connect and have a shared experience over watching this performance. But don't disrupt the dance floor. The first six meters of the dance floor are absolutely fucking sacred to me and should be protected by all means. So when the natural course of the party is to just step up and really disrupt that flow on the dance floor, it becomes apparent to me that the intention of this party maybe isn't strictly about the music experience. Also, I was kind of bitching about this to a friend at the party, and they brought up the point that these flamethrower moments actually serve as major Instagram marketing. Everyone's got their cell phone out, everyone's taking a video, and everyone's loving it, and I'm there like, this is fucking stupid, this is, this is, I don't like it. Can you do the fire outside of the dance floor, please? So, that's, that's just how I feel about it, and it's funny because a week ago, before this party, I made a post on Instagram in which my intention was to announce that I was going to be focusing more on music and less on the visual stimulation of the videos that I'm creating. More music, less visual. And in that post, I said, essentially, we're trading the flame dancers, we're trading the fire dancers for a better sound system. And boy, if that didn't show itself to be true at this party on Sunday. Moving along, the party's downstairs, there's more space now. Uh, Fish and I spend like 20 minutes stretching, they got nice carpets laid out. It was beautiful inside, I loved it. And in this moment, after four hours of dancing and sweating upstairs, I could really feel the extra weight on my lower back and my hips. Over the last five months, I've gained a little bit of weight. I haven't been moving. And I told Fish, I said, look, when I'm at home smoking weed and eating Reese's in my bed, I feel this extra weight, but it's kind of a nice cushion. Now that I've moved my body around and really activated some stagnant energies that haven't been moved in a long time, I could feel all this extra weight that I put on. And I was happy to feel it. Because before this party, it was just there and whatever, this is fine. And during the party, I was able to recognize, oh wow, this isn't serving me. This is holding me back. So now I'm really going to work on that. And since the party, I have been working on it. So this party really woke me up in a lot of ways. And there's a lot of reasons for that. Some of it is being around other humans. Some of it is moving my body like that. I think that's the most of it, actually, is the movement, if I'm being honest. And another part of it is tripping on acid, which was fantastic. So speaking of tripping on acid, at some point downstairs, uh, this man comes up to me and he says, Lee, come with me. And he had a really nice energetic vibration in this moment. So I said, of course, let's go. 
And he opens a door, and all of a sudden, I'm standing face-to-face with Gorge Hewick. And it was sort of one of these moments where it felt like Gorge Hewick is busy. A lot of people are trying to see him. This guy found a moment where Gorge was open, and he grabbed me and brought us together. So I want to be very clear that I'm extremely grateful that he thought of me and that he created this opportunity for me to meet Gorge Hewick. Having said that, I hate meeting people this way. Um, I'm very much a flow person. When it's like, hey, here he is, here he is, he's got 30 seconds, here you go, meet each other. I'm like, what the fuck do I do here? So I'm tripping pretty heavily on acid at this moment, and I'm looking at Gorge Hewick in the eyes, and I'm just feeling how big of a part he's been in my life and how many times that name, that image of Gorge Hewick has come into my system. Whether I'm searching my Spotify playlist or tagging his name on a video that I made, the words Gorge Hewick mean a lot to me. And I'm realizing this as I'm looking at him in the face. And at the same moment, I'm recognizing, oh my God, this is just another human being. And I didn't know what to say to him. So I gave him a hug and I wrapped my hand around his neck honestly quite intimately and in that moment I felt called to share some gratitude with him and I got really close to his ear and I said man I'm sure you've heard this from many different people but I just want you to know that your creations and the energy that you put into your craft your music is truly helping human beings and I want to thank you deeply for that oh man as I said it I was just channeling authentic energy and I was expressing deeper gratitude for the music than I even knew that I had because I was in that moment with the artist it reminded me of Avatar when like they plug into the animal and then they're connected. I felt like I was plugged into Gorge Hewick. And in touching him, I was able to feel how important he is in my life and to other people. And in feeling that, I was able to express <clears throat> I was able to express and communicate that to him. I feel like he really received that expression. Uh, we had a nice little hug and then we went on our ways. That was that. I hope to meet him again in a more relaxed environment but it is what it is super nice guy and uh, it was nice to to touch that man and let him know not only from me but from us how much we appreciate what he does that's pretty much all I have to talk about from this party except there was a moment when Fish and I were talking and dancing and getting into really deep, vulnerable territory. And as Fish was opening up to me, 
uh, at the same time, a new track was coming on. And I recognized this track, but I couldn't place it yet. And it was distracting my ability to focus on what Fish was saying. And what Fish was saying was very important. So I looked at Fish and I said, hey, dude, I know this track and it's special. And I want to share the music with you and then come right back to this conversation. I have it locked in right here. I know exactly what you're talking about and I won't forget it but I can't focus on you and the music at the same time. Would you be down to share this song with me? I love Fish. He's on the same page. We share the song. It turns out that it's Lexer Randam. And this is a song that I discovered two weeks ago, and I completely lost myself in this track multiple times at home, listening on Spotify, with my Sony headphones. And this night at the party, as the track was playing, there was certain textures in the song that I couldn't pick up through the sound system. So I was able to connect more clearly with the details of this song with headphones and shitty Spotify quality than I was to a sound system at an $80 party. That's eight zero. And to be clear, that was the last stage of tickets. So I think the first stage was $40. But the point is, if I'm paying $80, you better give me better fucking sound than I'm getting on my headphones at home. The track ended. I went right back over to Fish. We continued our conversation. And then that turned into about a three-hour chat of super deep, vulnerable connection. And this was extremely healing to me. The party ended. Fish and I are now walking through the silent streets of Brooklyn on a nice acid trip at 2 a.m. on a mindful Monday. And we took our time. Uh, picked up some pizza, paid for some other guy's pizza. <laughs> that was a longer story. And then ended up back at his hotel, and he allowed me to share the bed with him for some much-needed rest. So that's it. Um, I want to do more of this. I want to come on here and share my perspective. My intention is to connect with people. So if you hear what I'm saying about passive listeners and all that, and I sound rude or disrespectful, um, I'm sorry, but this is just how it is. If you hear me saying this shit and you're saying, yeah, me too, I want more of that, send me a message and let's fucking talk. Because I need some guidance and direction to help understand where these more intentional music parties are happening my heart tells me you're up but i need more details than that so if you can help provide me with some direction i would greatly appreciate that furthermore if you're listening to what i'm saying and you're thinking yeah i want parties like that and i'm not finding them hit me up because 
I want to create more experiences like this. And I'm talking two, three, four, 20 year vision. I want to go deeper and deeper into this. So if you feel aligned with my energy, please, I encourage you to reach out and connect with me and let's go deeper on this. Until the next time, have a beautiful day and I'll see you when I see you. Ciao for now.